we thank you for it right now. And we ask in your son Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. This morning, we're going to talk about St. Luke chapter number 15. We're so used to hearing about the, the prodigal son, but we want to talk about two sons. The title of our message is Two Sons. Two Sons. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 11. Verse number 11. Now prior to this, uh, it talks about having a lost coins and uh, and the celebrations and uh, but then God takes it to uh, our son, lost sons, and we son is a builder. Son is a builder. Uh, verse number eleven in Saint Luke chapter number fifteen. It says, and he said, a certain man had two sons. Certain man. Oftentimes, when we look at this, we go to the natural. But what we want to do, we want to take the the spirit realm. It's when he says, a certain man, we're talking about uh, God here. We're talking about he being our father, that he had two sons, two builders. Now, it's interesting that the word two, all the time we look at the word two to mean seven. But when we look at this father, we begin to see that the word two actually means um, it deals also with the of course, the first alphabet in, in the Hebrew uh, language is Aleph. Uh, but the word two there in the Hebrew alphabet means uh, Beth. Now, the word Beth there means, it means both, but it also means a beginning of a journey. A beginning of a journey. So we understand here that, that this is about the, the beginning of our journey with two sons, the builders, the builders. Uh, they are both in the house, okay? Uh, but it's interesting uh, what the word is going to reveal to them. Now, verse number 12 says, And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. Now, the word father there means soul. Remember now, we're going spiritually. So he's talking to the father, and he's, he's talking to the Lord that has the soul, that has everything, that we have access to everything. And so he's asking for just a portion. He says he's from the source, uh, from the father. He's asking for just a portion. He's asking for just a portion. St. Luke chapter number 15, beginning at verse number 12. So he goes to the Father, which is our source, and he only wants a portion you know, of the good that, that falls to him. A portion means a, a, a part of it, just an allotment. See, when he's in the house, but what he does not understand is that he has full access to everything that the Lord has. But he only wants a portion. In other words, he's, he has the whole well at his disposal, but he just wants a bucket of water. And he just wants a portion. He's going to the source, who is the father, and he's asking for just a bucket of water. When he's, when he's right there, and he's got the entire well, because when it comes down to the source, when it comes down to the father, we have access to everything that the father has. But here he is, here he is, he's immature, he's, he's the younger, he's asking for just a portion of his good. Then the Bible says, and he divided unto them his living. Now there's a them there, which is an indication that someone else is a part of that. So, now watch, watch the word, watch that means chapter number 15. We're going to begin reading verse 13 now. And it says, and not many days. After the younger son gathered all together, and he took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Now, look at this verse. Let's break down this verse, verse 13. It says, not many days. In other words, he, he received that little portion. He, he got that little bucket full, and he 
didn't immediately take off. The Bible says not many days after. In other words, he had an anticipation in his mind. He planned, he planned to leave, but then he wasn't sure he wanted to do what he was doing. But the Bible says not many days afterwards. He he's deciding then to, to go into a, a, on a journey. He took his journey from a far country. Now, when you look at the word journey and, and far country, what happens is he takes himself and he separates himself from his own people, the people of his kind. Anytime anybody's getting ready to go back out into the world, they leave your own people. In other words, you leave the body of Christ. So what he did was he left his own. And the reason why he left his, his own because he no longer desired what the father had in the house. He had no clue. He had access to everything. Why in the world would you want a bucket of water when you have access to the whole way? But see, his, his mindset was, was, was disarranged. He had no clue what the father had in store for him. His, his thinking was off. And we will see that his thinking was off. So he said he gathered up all to get all he had. He goes on a journey into a far country. So he wasted what he had. How many know that the world will rob you of everything that you got? It's, it's not so much as, as, as uh, your finances, but the world will rob you of your talents. It will rob you of your character, your integrity. The world will, will rob you and it will leave you with nothing. So he goes out there to a place that he's unfamiliar with. Now, he's familiar with the father's house, where the soldiers are. He's familiar with that. But that was not good enough. It wasn't good enough to remain in the father's house. It wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. Now, he, he, he wasted what he had. Now, verse 14 says, And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in what kind of land? That land. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. Not in the, in the father's house. That, there is never a famine in the father's house. But it is a famine when you go out there in that world. Because see, it takes everything to have. It says he spent all that he had. And it talks about how the, it says just an ordinary famine. But it said a mighty famine. A mighty famine came in that land, and he began to be what? In war. How many know the world will strip you of everything you got and leave you in life? L-A-C-K. But I began to think about it. I said, okay, God, what is really saying? Show me the deeper part. Show me the mystery to this world. Go out there in the world. What happens is he finds himself caught up in the system. You see, the world has a system. It is designed to take everything that you have. The world system. It's a system. You know, when you think about, about, about the system, I, I meditate and I ponder on uh, the system. Now, the system will tell you how much you can have, how much you can earn. You know, it, it, will, it will allow you to spend everything you have, but it limits you. And, and what my mind went back to is, uh, I, I remember when, when um, the time passes in, in my working days uh, for the corporate world, because I still work for, for the Lord. But, you know, you own this job and you make $7 an hour. Let me give you an example. But later on, the system had to find a way to take back what it was given out. So what happened was is that they began to set up this thing they called uh, um, a, a temporarily uh, 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 employment service, you know, uh, uh, temporary help. Amen. Now, when they hired you in, where the same job, and I'm gonna use where I used to work the post office. Well, some of those guys and some of those ladies, they were making like twenty, twenty-five dollars an hour. But when the when the system came into place, when they began to hire temporary workers. That same worker that worked right beside somebody making $25 an hour were only making $16. i am talking about the system now. We're talking about the system. You got to understand now. See, you got to get your mind. Yes, it's a wonderful thing. But you got 
understand what the system is designed to do. The system is designed to keep you in a place of limitation. It's, it's designed that way. So can you imagine two people doing the same job, but they're not getting the same pay? One have benefits and the other one doesn't. It's the system. So what he does, he goes and he goes and gets himself caught up in the system. And when he got himself caught up in the system, he found himself in life. He found himself in war. The system is designed to, to, to rape you of everything that God has for you. And, and that's the mindset. Sometimes we, we, we're not satisfied in the house with the source, but so we want to be adventurous and go explore and not realizing what we're heading to. Amen? Amen. We're talking about two sons. Two sons. Huh. They, they're taking a journey. It's the beginning of a journey. Two sons. He spends everything. Now, and verse number 15 says, and he went and joined himself to a citizen of what kind of country? That country. In other words, he joined himself with the system. With, with those people too, that's on the system. It's like this. Now, if... Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go here. Okay. Now, if I'm broke, okay, why would I join myself with somebody that's broke too? What can one broke person tell another broke person? Hello? Think about it now. Come on. Let's think about it. it this, this is reality. This is true. What can one broke person tell another broke what can one what can they tell one another? How can they guide one another? How how is that possible? I mean, a broke person has no clue about wealth. Okay? So if you're gonna follow somebody, you're gonna follow somebody that knows how to be successful and get some of the things that you so desire. Now, I'm gonna give you a, a testimony. Sometimes um it's better to give a testimony, but then you got to be able to receive it. Um, the Bible puts it this way. The humble will hear and do what? Be glad. The humble. The humble will hear and be glad. Now, uh, a while back, a couple of years ago, uh, a couple of years, some of you know this testimony and some of you don't. <clears throat> remember now, he joined, joined himself now. Remember now, he joined himself to the citizen of that country, the world system. The world system is not designed for you to make nothing. The world system is designed to take from you. Okay? So, so a couple of years ago, we have this friend who is a multimillionaire. Met him at another church. Now, the man was doing a book signing. He invited us to have dinner with him. Um, now, we had no clue. We thought he was just selling insurance. And had no clue that he, was, he had more than that. Because, see, he came from a UPS status, working at UPS. Now he has his country, his company is an insurance company, which is the number two in the nation. And by the way, these are black folk. A lot of times we think it's always the other color that's going to always have the money. See, you've got to be able to align yourself with somebody that's been there, that's done it, and successful. Amen? You see, I hear you, Holy Spirit. We, we, we are so comfortable in living in a life of poverty, we don't even know how to get up out of it. Amen. Let's be real. Long as we got two nickels and a dime, we're happy. Long as we're in debt, we're happy. No. It was not in the kingdom, it's not designed to be that way. Church, maybe, yeah. But in the kingdom, it's not designed that way. So a couple years ago, he says to us, he said, I want you all to invest in some stock. Okay, we've never done that before. Never had never crossed our mind because we was out of reach okay so so what happened was he began to tell us to invest in, in facebook stock that's what he told us to do okay then of course you had to put some money there all right well you know how it is when you when you got two nickels and a dime you want to hold on to it and you don't want to release it so that's how we were we at that point we first we wanted to hold on to it we contemplated finally we opened our hand and we let go when we let go, of course, when you're dealing with the stock market, it's going to always be up and down. Now, many times I want to sell that stock. Amen. Because all I saw was the minus. Many times we want to sell. All I saw was the minus signs. Amen. In, in the red, that means you're losing. Okay. 
So every time we would talk to the gentleman, he said, no, 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 you don't want to do that. You just hold on. At that time, we paid $21 a share. This is two years ago. Yes, a little over two years. $21 a share. We sold that stock uh, uh, maybe two or three weeks ago, and it was $77 a share. The same stock that was uh, um, $1 a share two years ago, now it was $77 a share. And what did we do? Now, Dr. Man had been hollering about wanting a vehicle, wanting a vehicle, wanting now, I'm one that don't like that. Amen. Not one like that. Don't like that. So while he was away, well, what the Spirit, and I knew he had been talking, so, so, so what the Spirit told me to do, he said, sell the Facebook stock. Because he was talking about selling, I kept saying no. He had no clue what I was doing. So I sold the, the, the Facebook stock and bought us a vehicle. And I got a witness because Dickon Hill, Dickon Hill was with me. You know, he went, and we paid uh, just... I, I think now we may owe three or four thousand dollars on the car that y'all had not yet seen yet, but you seen it on Facebook. We paid cash over twenty thousand dollars, all because we followed what someone told us that already was successful. The humble will hear and be what? The, who am I boasting? I'm boasting on God. I'm boasting on God, but the next thing is, I'm trying to tell somebody, I'm trying to tell us, you can have the same thing. Amen. Amen. Here and here, a multi-millionaire is willing to say, hey, you don't have to pay us financially, because to hire us, you got to pay us said dollars. But I'm going to tell you, you go to this particular website, and it will not cost you no more than $6.99 to get to invest, Okay. And when that happens, we follow what he said. Amen. The word of God says, the humble will hear and do what? And be glad. We told a whole lot of people about the stock. But nobody heard or would listen to what we said. And see, at this point, he's told us some other stock to invest in. What do we do? We went invested. Amen. Save it, hold it on to it down the road. There might be something else God said you can have, you can pay, you can be debt free. Why go, you can, oh, Holy Spirit. The same gentleman I'm talking about paid for a house, a mansion, not, not a house, 100,000 or 150,000 or 200,000. He paid for a mansion. Stop. Now, who you think we're going to follow when it comes down to finances? Think about it. Are we still breathing? Amen. So he joins himself with, with the citizens of that country. Listen, look, look, look at these citizens from that country. And he, sent, and he sent him into his fields to feed what? Swines. In other words, to feed pigs. So there he was, right there, with the same kind of folk, pigs. I mean, he's out there with the pigs. Think about it. Swines. Broke. Everybody says, well, I'm, I'm broke. Don't, don't be. Listen, you don't have to be. Everything's done by choice. See, when God sends wisdom, we are, as a people, we do not want to receive wisdom. Amen. Amen. We don't want to receive your wisdom. Amen. But trust, somebody's going to receive some wisdom. Amen. 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 Because I, we always, we all need it. He sends him, because see, the system can, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. The system can only send you to the system. The system can only send you to the system. It doesn't know anything else except the system. So the system is designed to keep us in bondage. Do y'all not know poverty is playing? It's playing. It is playing. Think about, think about, look around in the areas where, as you drive through the areas where people live. <coughs> it's playing. Never designed, never for you to be able to come up out on top. Never designed for you to own your own business. And never designed for you to be the head and not the tail. Amen. We're talking about the system. So here it is, the son, he begins his journey. 
He's in the Father's house. He has the source, but he chooses just a portion. Have no clue the access that he has in the Father's house. So he goes and he wastes what he has. Then the system aligns him up with other people that's on the system. Out with. Hang out with. Who do you hang out with? Hmm. Think about it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <coughs> Verse number 16 says, And he would fain have filled his belly with the hawks that the swines did eat. And who? And no man. Verse 16. And no man gave where unto him. Listen. The system is designed that when you enlighten, it's not going to help. It's not going to help you. It's the system's job is designed to take from you. It's designed to take from you. <coughs> and when you're in need, when you're in lack, then they will not open their hands, will not give you anything. Uh-uh. You have to understand about the system, how the system works. All right. It says, and no man gave unto him. Look at verse 17. The 17 says, and when he came to himself. Listen, if you hang out in the system long enough in the world, after a while, you'll come to yourself. You'll get some understanding because it says, and when he came to himself, he said. Now, he's not always, always there to himself. He says, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants and by the way that word servants that means slave of my fathers have bread enough and to spare and I'm perished with hunger this is somebody that was connected to the source and now because they connected themselves with the system they don't have anything now they got they got the mindset of a slave now let me say <coughs> we say well you know we're the servants of the most high God now let's see what Jesus says about this word servant here. Okay, because he had a he had the wrong mentality, wrong mindset. Let's look at John chapter number 15. John 15. St. John chapter number 15. Talking about these two sons. Amen. Are we there? St. John chapter number 15. St. <coughs> John chapter number 15 and we're going to look at verse number 15 all right verse 15 says Jesus, Jesus is talking now these are words written in the red letter he says henceforth I call you not what are we on the same page everybody, everybody in the book okay it's important to see it See, the, 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 the first builder, the one that takes his journey, he still has a mindset of a slave. Okay? So, verse 15 in, in St. John chapter 15 says, Henceforth I call you not servants. Watch this. For the servant knoweth not what, what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I what I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. So he says here, the servant does not know what, what the father doeth. So therefore he says, now you're a friend. You, you, you're not a servant anymore. He, he calls him a friend. And verse 16 says, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordain you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit shall remain, that whatsoever ye should do what? Ask of the Father in whose name? In my name. Jesus is talking. He may give it you. Now listen. He says, servant. You say, I no longer call you servant. <clears throat> Let's go a little further. Let's go to <coughs> Galatians chapter number four Galatians <coughs> chapter number four 
Galatians chapter number 4. Give you a minute to get there. Because we're talking about these two sons. Began that journey. We're talking about the first one. He began his journey. He's left, he's left the source. He's willing to receive just a portion. <clears throat> he's willing to receive just the, some bones, not the whole bag. Okay? He's willing to give up the whale. Now, his mindset is not right. Because he still thinks he's a servant. Alright, now, look at Galatians chapter number 4. And look at verse number 7. <laughs> Galatians chapter 4, verse number 7. It says, Wherefore thou art no more, what? A servant, but a what? A son. See, he was willing to give up his, oh my, mm, he was willing to give up his sonship to become a slave. <coughs> Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. He's a builder. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Now, when you're an heir, you receive what the father has. So he had not a clue. He didn't even have the understanding when he was in the father's house what he really had. And you know what? When it comes down to the body of Christ, we don't have a what we have when it comes down to the source from the because so we're so willing to take up just a portion of what the father has to give us and when we when we can have the whole well it's amazing now let's go back to let's go back to Luke let's go back to St. Luke because we dealt with that mentality he has the he has the wrong mentality wrong mindset He's willing, you know, he's, he's, now the, the system has done something to him because see, anytime you're in life, you're willing to do anything. Amen. Amen. Even take the mark of the beast <laughs> when you're in life. Amen. You'd be willing to do anything. Okay. Now he recognizes, he recognizes some things. He recognizes that there are some others that has even more than he has and that now he's perishing from hunger. He's, he's suffering from two types of hunger. He's suffering from physical hunger. And he's suffering from spiritual hunger. You see, when you, when you connect yourself to the system or you connect yourself to the world, then you are not connected because he, he had disconnected himself from the people of God. So he has disconnected himself from the source that has a spiritual word. So he, was, he had a dual hunger. He's hungry physically and he's hungry spiritually. Now let's watch what happens. <coughs> Verse 19 says, and I am no more worthy. He, dem he just demoted himself. And I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of my, one of thy hired servants. So he's willing to take a demotion now. Because he had gone out in the, into the world, got caught up in the system, lost his way, realizing now, even when he comes come on his way back, his mindset is not completely there, so he's willing to take a, a, a low seat. Amen? He's willing to give up his sonship. Now, verse 20 says, and he arose. I applaud him. We can applaud him for that. When, you, when he came to himself, even though he was not totally rational in his mind, the Bible says in verse number 20, And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Let's point out something. Here it says that he, he arose, he comes back to the father. Is there anywhere where the father go get him? There's nowhere in that text where the father goes out and get him. Why? Because he made a choice to go out into the system. So the father knows what it takes in order to bring us back to the house. And see, uh, and during this, this season, what we call Christmas, which is not really Jesus' birthday, you know, we, we, we got, we're so caught up in the system of buying presents for everybody or buying things for our children that we forget it's supposed to be about Jesus and not about us. So therefore, we go into a state of depression because we cannot provide or we don't have the finances to do what we think we need to do. Amen. 
So all of a sudden, we, we, it's a woe is me situation. And we don't have any, any, we don't have a mindset. We don't have a desire to get up and come and be in fellowship. That's where your strength is. Our strength from others is in the body of Christ. So what we do, we sit around, we have a pity part of what we don't have. But you know what? We may at one point been like this particular son. In the house, oh Holy Spirit, I hear you. In the house, right at the source, where the source can give you whatever your, your heart's desire, if you ask anything in his name, that is if you're living according to his will. But then we choose to go out and, and connect ourselves with the system. Had it all, but it couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. But the Father never goes after him. Jesus said, I'll always be with you. That's what his words say. He sees us no matter where we are. But we have to come to ourselves. You see, when people get caught up in, 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 in this Christmas season and, 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 and you got depression and all the stuff, we have to come to ourselves. We have to come to know who Jesus really is. What it's all about. So we are totally confused. Totally confused. But watch what happens, what the father does. Even though the father, he doesn't go get him, but when he sees him coming, he runs and he kisses him. That's a celebration. He's so excited. He's excited that, that his son that was once lost, that he is now found. He, the Bible talks about how the father saw him and he had, and he had what? Compassion. He was lost now, found his way back home, and the father had compassion on him. That's why the Bible talks about how when, when one is lost or a sinner returns, how the angels in heaven breaks out in a shout. But think about the body of Christ. How many of us break out in a shout when somebody returns that have lost their way? Think about it. We're talking about the word here. And, and verse 21 says, And the son, the builder, said unto him, Father, he's speaking to the source, I have sinned, true repentance. I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But look at verse number 22. It says, but the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring the best robe. What does that mean? Bring the best robe. A robe is symbolic of royalty. It's, it's symbolic of dignity. So in other words, the father said, says, come celebrate with me. Let's, let's clothe him. Let's clothe him. He's royalty. See, he had lost sight of who he was. So the father had to put the royalty back on him. He said, clothe him in, in, in a robe. Put on royalty. You know, allow him to have his dignity back. And then he goes on and he begins to talk about the ring and put a ring on his hand. Hmm. I wonder, did he leave the ring behind for the ring to be put on the finger? Now, when it comes down to the ring, back in those days, when it comes down to a king, the, uh, the ring is like this. First of all, it's a, it's a never-ending uh, um, love. It's an everlasting love. It's an everlasting covenant. But secondly, the ring represents authority. So the first thing the father, besides clothing him with royalty, he gives him back his authority. The ring represents authority. And the, the second thing about the ring is it allowed him to use the father's name again. You see, in the world system, you can't use the Father's name. <laughs> they want to shut you up. They don't want you to talk about God. They don't want you to talk about Jesus. They just want to shut you up. So here he is. He said, now, you, because you found your way back, and, and because your mindset now is correct, he says, what I want to do is, I'm going to give you back your authority. But you remember the scripture we, we read about, you can ask anything in his name. Now you're able to use the Father's name again. 
And see, and in those days when you had that, that, that ring, and, and, and whenever you go to buy, you, you could just use that ring, you push it in, and it's a signal about uh, uh, the father's name, or uh, your family's name, and it allowed you to get anything that you wanted. You see, when it comes down to in the house now, now God gives him back his authority, God allows him now to use his name. But the most key thing also, when it comes down to the ring, is he also now gives him access. He now has access to the full well again. See, at first he didn't realize that he had the whole well. Because it was his father's. All he wanted was just a portion. How many of us, thank you Holy Spirit, is willing to, to, to settle for just a little when the Father then gave you the whole. Think about it. How many of us are willing to, oh, Spirit, to settle for the crumbs when the Father's already given you the whole loaf? <laughs> Think about it. So, so now he has complete access. He has access to the whale. He has access. Why? Because his mindset was right. He comes to understand. The father was trying to tell him who he is. That's why so many people in the body of Christ have no clue who they are. That's why you see a Dr. Jekyll and a Mr. Hyde. One day you're up and next day you're down. Why? Because they have no clue who you are. They have no clue who the father is. He's our source. And we can go to the source and get anything that we want as long as we're lined up and we're in the house. <coughs> We're in the house. But I'm also going to show you about this other brother that's in the house. Because remember now, we're talking about two sons. And they both have a beginning, right? So the father, he puts shoes on his feet. I mean, that's a covering. He's got full access now. Full access. Full access. He's got everything. Now, let's look at verse number 23. Then he goes on, he talks about, he says, and bring hither the fattest calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. Now think about it. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. For this my son, this builder was dead. Listen, he wasn't physically dead. He was spiritually dead. He was spiritually dead. Now that he's come back to himself, what happens here is God said, now he's alive. When we find ourselves back connected with the source, you see, not only did he disconnect himself from the people of his own country, but he also disconnected himself from God. You see, whenever you disconnect yourself from God, what are you going to get when you go to the system? You can't help but experience lack. <laughs> He, he, he disconnected, but the beauty of the father is the, the father has compassion and he, oh, I hear, it's a spirit of restoration that we also see. Because the father gives him back his authority, the father turns around, allows him to have his royalty and his dignity, then gives him access to everything now. Why? Because he's back in the house. He's back in the house. He's celebrating. He wants everybody to come in, and they're celebrating, and everybody is merry. Now, let's look at this second builder. Verse number 25. We're going to look at the second builder, okay? Remember we talked about uh, when he takes his journey, we talked about the word to, uh, the, the, the second alphabet of the Hebrew meaning, meaning Beth. It means beginning a journey. Now, we've seen the journey of the first builder. Now, that builder, we, within us, there are two builders. That one that will lose his way, come back with true repentance, and be restored. But then there's also another builder in us that's a fool. Amen? Now, let's, let's, let's look at verse number 25. Verse 25 says, Now his elder son, meaning builder, was in the well field. The field is the world. He's in the world too. But he's hiding. You see, everybody that's in the world is, does not reveal that they're in the world. Some things are more tangible or more seen than others. So here he is now. He says, the elder son, the builder, was in the field. And as he came and as he drew 
nigh to the house. That means he wasn't in the house either. Y'all catch that? That means he wasn't in the house either. He says, as he was out in the world. As he drew nigh, as he drew nigh, he comes close. He comes close to the house. He heard music and dancing. He heard a celebration. Verse 26 says, and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. Verse 27 says, and he said unto him, thy brother is come and thy father have killed a fatted calf because he has received him safe and sound. Now, the word there, safe and sound in the Hebrew, meaning that he's telling them that, that, that the brother now, he no longer has a corrupt mind, a corrupt mentality of the truth and the doctrine of the house of God. So, in other words, he understands truth now. He understands the doctrine of God. So, this is why they celebrate because, see, the world had pulled them away. But now his mind is no longer corrupt. So, as he began to tell, tell the elder brother... That, that flesh part of us about why the celebration and that the person's mindset is no longer messed up. Now, watch what happens in verse number 28. We're talking about the second one that's in the house. We're going to do internal and external. Amen. Internal is mean when we deal with us. We got them two brothers within us. Spirit and flesh. External when we can see the tangible when it comes down to people as a whole. Okay. In the body of Christ now, because everybody's in the house. Remember now, the father is the source. Okay? He leaves, the first brother leaves the source. He leaves the house. Now, the second one does the same thing, but he's a little bit more secretive. Thank you, Holy Spirit, with his. Okay. 28 says, and he was what? Angry. Are we there? Luke chapter 15, verse number 28. Okay? He couldn't celebrate, but watch how he responds. Verse number 28. And he was what? I only heard one person. Verse number 28. And he was what? Angry. I guess the Holy Spirit might want me to ask this question. Do we have any angry brothers in the house? Because <laughs> see, look at it. Instead of him celebrating the, the, the one that's lost, he's upset. He's angry. And he was angry and would not go in. Well, listen, we're talking about he's supposed to be coming back to the house. So he's upset because there's a celebration about someone that's lost, that now they found their way back to the source. They've connected themselves back to the people. But instead of that, that, that brother coming in and celebrating, he gets angry. He gets angry. And he was angry. He would not go in. Therefore came his father. Then the father had to come out to him because he refused to come in the house. <laughs> came his father out and then he entreated him. In other words, he said, what are you doing out here? There's a celebration going on. What's wrong with your countenance? What's wrong with your demeanor? We're talking about two sons now. Come out the builders. You know, they don't, they all both on a journey now. He, he says, what's going on with you, man? What's going on with you? Now, verse number 29 says, And he answering, here's a spirit of envy, spirit of jealousy. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee. That's his problem. He's doing too much. And he, he is all about him. <clears throat> because he says, and, and um, these many years do I serve thee, neither have I transgressed. In other words, he's, he's, saying, he's saying to the father, I, I hadn't sinned. Now you know he got to be lying. Because the Bible said we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So I see a spirit of self-righteousness. Oh, Holy Spirit. I see a spirit of self-righteousness in the other brother. He's angry. He's upset. I mean, he's been working there, serving, ain't got no wrong, does been just serving, and now he wants to say, oh, you know, I hadn't seen, I hadn't done this, I what, what, he's upset. Then he goes on to say, um, do I serve thee, neither transgress I, at, wait a minute, at any time thy commandments. You know, you know he's telling lies now. Y'all see that? He's telling lies. 
When he said, he said, I, I've never won against your commandments. And then here comes the jealousy part. And yet, we are almost done. And yet, thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. The fool's in the house. He has told us this. You see, that's what's wrong with the body of Christ. We're in the house, but don't even know we got access. Busy looking at somebody. What did Jesus say and say to Peter? What is what business is it of yours? What I do? He won't know about what was gonna happen with John. Jesus said, What business is yours? So Jesus said, What business is, uh, is it of yours? What I do with somebody else? If you in the house, just get in, just connect and and get the access that God has for us. I mean, in the house and don't even use the access. Oh, access means you can, there are doors you can get into. You've got the authority to get into these doors. That God, access in the house, don't even know how. That the source has given us and we still operate in lack. In many ways. I'm not just talking about financial, I'm talking about in your gifting and, and, and your, your spiritual wisdom of God. Who you, your confidence and who you are. Alike. When God is your source. He is the one that, that does everything for us. And how many people that's in the house that have not a clue that they've got access to everything that, that God has. Access. Authority. He's so busy worrying about why he wasn't given. Well, you know why he wasn't? He says, you hadn't even given me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. Oh, you, know, you had the key the whole time. Had the key the whole time and didn't know how to use it. Access. Had the key. He in the house, though. Secretly in the world, because you remember the word field? Secretly in the world, but yet in the house, but couldn't celebrate. Satan will never celebrate your success. He will never celebrate your success. You can stop looking for that. He'll never celebrate your success. He had a problem. He had a problem with his brother. He had a problem. But look at verse 30. We're down. It says, but as soon as, now he's talking junk now. Because you can see the malice. You see, see, <laughs> Holy Spirit. You can really see what's in a person when God begins to bless others. Because it'll come out. Anybody been there? You, 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 your family, you know, and, and as, as God blesses you and your family begins to say, you think you're somebody. I am, I'm a child of the king. Because see, the king knows how to take care of those that's in the kingdom. That's his job. And see, when you're in the house and remain in the house, the king will bless you. Because, you see, the king will take care of his children. But those outside of the kingdom, they're going to be the one look. Y'all think y'all got it going? Y'all think y'all this? You say, yes, I am. That's what you say to them. Yes, I am. You need to try them too. Because, see, what you're doing is you're talking about the God that you serve. In other words, try the, try the one that I'm serving. Try Jesus Christ. It makes a difference. How do you get favor? Try Jesus. How do you get so blessed? Try Jesus. How did you get that job? You don't have that kind of education? Try Jesus. It'll show, it'll show up in them. Verse 30 says, but as soon as this thy son, that, is that spirit of jealousy, was come, which hath devoured thy living with hearts. Now he got, in the, you remember in the beginning, he said he divided them, their living. Now all of a sudden he's, he's, he's saying to the father, thy living. But listen, what did he do with his? Because he'd been out there too. He said, but as soon as this thy son was come, which have devoured thy living with harlots. Well, how did he, oh, how did he know he had been out there with harlots? 
unless he hadn't been out there too. Amen. So y'all got to, get, get, got to really ask the Holy Spirit to teach you on the word. How would he know what his brother had been doing if he hadn't been there too? Because he told me you've been out there with harlots. Y'all know what a harlot is? <laughs> Somebody say, yes. Amen. Hey, them, them, them takers of your goods. Takers of your goods. So he knew about them harlots too. He knew about them. Because he wouldn't be able to say that. He said, thou have killed for him the fat, fattest cat. He, he's upset. But then, uh, watch 31 and 32. And this is how the father responds. And he said unto him, out, out of all his confusion, out of all his mindset being totally wrong, what does the father call him after he mouths? He calls him a son. He said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. He had not a clue that he had access to everything. Because he was operating in a spirit of envy and jealousy and malice. And, father, and the father had to remind him, listen, all I have is yours. It's yours. He had to bring him back to himself. And then verse 32 says, it was me that we should make merry. In other words, it was, it was necessary that they would make merry and be glad for this thy brother was what? He was dead. He was separated from God. He was separated from God and is alive again and was what? Lost and what is it now? And is found. He could not celebrate. He could not celebrate that, his, that, that, that that brother is no longer lost now. He understands the truth and the doctrine of the father. And he's not, but, but God is so gracious and so generous as all he said and done and showed his heart. He still calls him to a son. He didn't call him a servant. He called him a son. Now the question the Spirit say asked is this. Which son are you? Which son are you? Or which son do we allow to operate in us? Which son operates? The one that can't celebrate? Or the one that's walking with envy and jealousy and malice? He says, which son are you? What, what journey are you on? They both took a journey. But you know the difference? One came back repenting. The other one came back with malice in his heart. Both of them was missing out the house. He said, I've been here with you all the time. You see, you in and out. He was in the field, but he was in the house too. So which son, God says, the Spirit says, which son are you? Which builder are you? Which builder? And that's the thought, and that's the question that the Spirit will leave. Amen. Which builder are you? Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 We just thank and praise God for your attention. Amen. And I pray to God that you're able to receive something from the word. Amen. And it made you think. See, the word is designed to make us think. The word is designed to make us go deeper. And then to look at ourselves. Because as, at, at some point in life, we've been both. We've operated in both. some point in life, we've operated in both. Amen. Envy and jealousy and malice. And in the other part, we've came in with the right mindset. Understanding that we're sons of God. And we have total access to what the Father has. Total. Total access. We just, once again, thank you. We appreciate you. Um, I do want to <coughs> acknowledge we had a, a few texts this morning. Um, the um, Brother Harris, Benny Harris and his companions said they would not be here this morning. They had sent that text. Uh, we ask that we will lift them up in prayer. Uh, Laverne had sent a text to Deacon Hill that uh, they wouldn't be here this morning. Uh, I didn't get anything from Sandra and Tony. Uh, but nevertheless, we are here. Amen. Amen. So God has that word for, for us. Amen. 
And uh, we believe in the Lord that online they'll be able to hear that word too. Amen. So we're thankful and we're grateful and we are honored what the Lord is doing. We like to um, uh, be in prayer uh, as well. Minister Marcellet has some relatives who uh, uh, they were part of the people. I understand now from, from what we're hearing on news, it's five people that lost their lives in the fire rather than two. This morning they had said there was five people that had lost their lives in the fire. Uh, her uh, niece's uh, children, two of the children, stepchildren, uh, uh, two sons, they're six and eight years old, lost their life in the fire over at Southern Pines on the Bright Road. So we ask that you keep uh, um, uh, Perry Smith and his wife, uh, Desiree, in, in, in prayer. They were able to save uh, the infant and as well as uh, the toddler that was three years old. So, And I don't know who the other other family members or other people that were, but they did say that there were five this morning. Uh, we just going to have to lift them up in prayer. And also in Greenville County as well, there was a mother and a father and their one-month-old baby that died in the fire. So I, I say to you, I might ask a question. How many folk got fire alarms in the, in the home? Smoke alarms. How many people got smoke alarms in the house? Smoke alarms. You know what smoke alarm? You need to get smoke alarm. You need to make sure you get smoke alarm. Listen, you can go to the fire department and they'll give you one free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And check it because, see, right now, right now is the time we have more fires and more death than any time of the year. So please, ma'am, and please, sir, if you don't have that smoke alarm in your home, you need to get a smoke alarm in your home. Yeah. And you know, if you got to buy one, we say it's $12. $12. A life, a life is more important than $12. Amen. So please, ma'am, and please, sir, if you don't have one, if you know someone that don't have one, go out and get you one today. When you leave from this place, go get you one. Because you don't know. You, you just don't know. All right, now there's, there's a freebie right there. So please, ma'am, and please, sir, y'all, we make sure that we, we do get those fire alarms, smoke alarms within our home because you don't, you don't know. We just don't know. You can't trust somebody else by properly wiring what they're supposed to wire. You can't do You can't trust that. So just make sure you take care of yourself. Amen. You know, that's, that's another part of wisdom, being in a house. You know, you can be told something, but then if you don't do it, then something happens, you can't blame somebody else. Amen? Especially when you come into the knowledge of it. So we, we want to uh, ask that you continue to lift them up in prayer. I can't even imagine. Uh, some probably can't imagine the, the, that kind of loss, but uh, we, we do want to lift them up in prayer. Um, on, on Wednesday night, we... We will be having Bible study. I know it's Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas Eve is Wednesday night. Some people said they are not able to, to be here. Uh, we're from 7 to 9. So we're asking that you come out. Uh, and if you're not going to be able to come out, please let us know. Because we don't want to come here and nobody's here but me and Dr. Manley. Amen. Amen. And uh, uh, on New Year's Eve, I said I was going to ask the question to the house. On New Year's Eve is also on Bible study night. It's on a Wednesday night. So we're asking those uh uh, whether or not you want to come with a regular Bible study at 7 to 9, or do we want to bring in the new year, I think, I think before we did 10.30 or 10 o'clock, 10.30, to come in at 10.30 and uh, bring the new year in uh, uh, in, in the house. So um, please, ma'am, and please, sir, let me know uh, what you're going to do so we can govern ourselves accordingly. Amen. And if you're going to be out of town, Please let us know so we can know know what we're going to do for New Year's Eve night. Amen. So we need to do Bible study at 7 to 9, uh, 7 to 8. I said 7 to 9, 7 to 8. Or we can do the uh, uh, New Year's Eve service when we're coming in and celebrating the New Year coming in uh, in the house. Amen. So please let us know. Amen. Let, let us know. So we, we're thankful and grateful. How many people would like to have a CD uh, today? All right, got uh, minister two, three. Okay, I guess Lauren will make four. So we'll need uh, uh, four, Deacon Hill, please follow four CDs. Amen, four CDs. Five, I forgot Tony and Sandra, five CDs. So we want to make sure 
that you have that word, and then we can meditate on that word. Amen. And any other prayer requests before we dismiss? Uh, <coughs> Uh, for those that are the wise
Thank you. 